Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Ho, ho, ho. Merry early Christmas and happy Hanukkah. From your friends of So I Married a Movie Geek. I am Christy McQueen. Justin Winters is attempting to put up with me on the on the left. Justin, do you ever get sick of these intros? Never. <laughs> and by never, he means every single week. I feel like we've been talking about Christmas for a couple weeks now, though. We have been, but that's because it hasn't arrived yet, and we've been anticipating. And I have to admit... I like Christmas for very commercial reasons. I like it because of the pomp and circumstance, the songs, the throngs of crowds in the mall, the decorations, and the movies. I kind of like all that as opposed to the whole, let's go sit in a church and ponder Jesus. Justin? I, I like everything. <laughs> I like everything about Christmas. What a diplomatic answer. <laughs> Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. I love them all. I also like Hanukkah. Kwanzaa, I have to admit, don't really get, but to each his own. Yes. Yes. I like Hanukkah, though. Okay. Well, but we're not talking about Christmas movies. No, but uh-huh. good movies come out around this time. It's true. One of the movies, in fact, that we just saw that we're going to be discussing is Mission Impossible 4 Ghost Protocol. I think it's just called Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, but okay. Oh, so there's no four in there? There's no four. Why do the people abbreviate it as MI4? Um, I don't understand why they just don't call it Mission Impossible 4. All right. It's confusing. It is confusing. I, w- I just got confused by it. Well, I mean, number one, it's called Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, but guess what? What? No ghosts involved at all. No, it's a term, though, to describe the status of their little... Yeah, please tell me, what does Ghost Protocol mean? Okay. (laughs) It means that Tom Cruise and his band of friends aren't really working for the government. Or they are, but it's completely unofficial and nobody is sanctioning it. And if they want to proceed, they're doing so at their own risk. And so it's like, they're ghosts. See... I kind of wish that there would have been ghosts involved because <laughs> this is the fourth Mission Impossible. They should become the missions should become even more impossibler. And what's yeah. more impossible than ghosts? Wouldn't do you want this to turn into Ghostbusters? Well, it does it has a ghost in the name. <laughs> it's an expression. Those ghosts, they have this nuclear device, but we can't see them because they're ghosts. <laughs> How do we do it? This is your mission if you choose to accept it. I don't know anything about ghosts. Oh, no. Just like two hours of Tom Cruise running from ghosts. I feel like Hugo could have been ghost protocol as well because we just saw Hugo recently and Hugo had to kind of disappear from everybody all the time. I just love the way that they the, the one guy dropped the name. Like, we have enacted ghost protocol. And I was like... 
I hope they know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. He could have been like, we have enacted blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, okay. It's Operation Hearts and Spades. <laughs> And you're like, right. Operation fingers up your nose. <laughs> Gross. Um, I'm surprised this came out at Christmas, though, because it seems like such a summer blockbuster movie to me. It does. That I'm like, why did they pick December? Well, a lot of people don't even understand why it came out in the first place. You, you mean they should have stopped at three? People are like, who asked for a Mission Impossible 4? Not me. Tom Cruise <laughs> did. I love Tom Cruise. I know you do. Ugh. Anyway, but before we get into Ghost Protocol... Looky there! It's a ghost! (laughs) And he's on protocol. And he's a triple agent ghost! (laughs) He's a ghost, he's not a ghost, he's a ghost. Oh my god! (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so, uh, Chrissy, you had never seen a Mission Impossible movie before. No, I haven't. And it wasn't like I was protesting. It, it was just another classic Chrissy moment of, yeah, I'll get to seeing it at some point. And then I never did. And then they made three. They did make three. But you'd never seen either of the three. No. So what we did was we watched the original and then we watched the new one. We did. And it's funny because in watching the original, it occurred to me the one scene I had seen out of context was my favorite scene in the movie. And as soon as it came out, I was like, oh, I know this. Well... It's, I mean, it's the best scene out of the first three, I think. So, and it's the quintessential when people think of the Mission Impossible movies. You're like, oh, that scene. Yeah. It was, you know, lampooned and talked about and discussed. Needless to say, we're kind of, we're discussing the scene that is almost, in my head, Ocean's Eleven-esque as far as the different types of security they have to bypass to finally get where at the vault of their cho- choice. In this case, he's trying to get um, a disc of names. Uh, but, you know, where he drops down from the air vents and then, you know, it's like an inch above the ground and the sweat's going to drop down on the temperature and pressure-sensitive floor. Well, ironically, that's how Chrissy and I are, are going to um, attend our family Christmas party. Um, We're going to drop down from the ceiling by I wires. That, I assume that you're going to be the guy holding the rope and I get to be the one floating down. What? I don't know how good it would be the other way around. As long as there's some kind of pulley system, I think you could do it. Granted, I'm a le- I'm less afraid of rats than you. So if a rat came oh, by, I, I'd be okay. You would, would drop me. I would drop you in a heartache. <laughs> in a heartache? <laughs> very fast. You'd be very sad about it, but you drop me. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. But... Yes, that that scene is amazingly good. I agree. This, I mean, this movie came out in what ninety six. Yes, I think I've seen it like maybe two, two or three times, but I haven't seen it in a long time since just recently. And, part- I, and I was just like, "Yes, this is the best scene." <laughs> well, yeah, and then it's it, the middle of the movie, you're like, "Yes, yes." Some parts of it up though, to it is like kind of slow. Some parts of it are super dated. True. Like, the whole fact that they're looking for a floppy disk of names that look like it's on an AOL server, or even a Prodigy server, it kind of reminded me of Prodigy, that it was like, oh, wow. Well, not even that, just the the story kind of takes a while to get going. That's true. Although, yeah. the Mission Impossible movie has one of my favorite... Oh my god, he died moments of any movie of all time, almost. Like, definitely top five. Really? Yes. That surprises me. Oh, you were very surprised by it. 
You might want to tell the audience what we're talking about. We're talking about the um, the death in the first like 10, 15 minutes of the Mighty Doug Man himself, Emilio uh, Estevez. I was like, are you serious? Like that happened? Of course you expect as the, you know, the elevator's going up and up and up and up. That's going to stop. You really do. I mean, that's what happens in these sort of movies. You don't lose a member of the team that quickly. Especially Emilio Estevez. I mean, he was coming off major... I can't remember when Mighty Ducks came out, but major Mighty Duck heat. And he was like one of the couple people in the movie that you actually knew going in. Like, there was like a couple... Like, there was a British woman that you didn't know. And this French chick. You know Voight. Like, it's it's Voight, Cruz, and Estevez. You're like, yes! This is a great threesome. I hope they, you know, <laughs> take on that mission. It becomes even more possible with them. It does make me kind of want to tweet at Emilio Estevez and be like, just saw Mission Impossible for the first time. So disappointed that you died. Very disappointed in the way it happened. Well, maybe we can get our friend... Uh, Martian Sheen. <laughs> Martian Sheen to tweet to him. Yes, we have a friend on Twitter who started out as Martin Sheen, and then that didn't go so well for him. <laughs> Trademark. And so he changed his Twitter handle to... Martian Sheen, and it actually says fake Martin Sheen as the profile. Well, no, the funny thing about it was he pretended <laughs> to be the real Martin Sheen, and he kept tweeting to the real Emilio Estevez, <laughs> but the real Emilio Estevez was like, this is not you, and like got really mad. He was having none of it. I, lo- I thought it was hilarious. It's pretty good. I love that our friend now, but we won't say what the names are, but he has other Twitters too, and he talks to himself. <laughs> it's my favorite thing, and he plugs himself on his various Twitters. I hope I hope this guy who we won't name <laughs> is listening. I hope that he is, and I hope that he knows that we love him and we think he's hilarious for doing this, and it brings joy to our lives. You have a lot more free time, sir, than I do. <laughs> hey, I don't. Know, I'm not even sure that free time comes into it. I bet you, if you could think of a good one to do that for, you would, and you would tweet it yourself all day long. I don't even tweet enough as my own self. You tweet more than me. Oh, like, but I Facebook more than you. Day. Who cares? No one. So, what did you think of, uh, as a whole, the first Mission Impossible as a movie? I thought it was pretty good. Minus that one scene that we've discussed, which was my favorite and I think yours, right? Oh, yeah. Um, you, I think that you're correct in your assertion that it, the whole thing is kind of slow. That was by far the most suspenseful part of the movie. And outside of that, I didn't find it terribly suspenseful. It was more like a puzzle. Like, I wanted to put it together. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't, you know, on the edge of my seat about it. Got it. Yeah, I think it's... Even though it's probably the slowest Mission Impossible movie, it's my favorite besides the newest one, which I'll get to in a sec. But... Me too! It's directed by Brian De Palma, and um, it's weird looking back at it how many... Like, Brian De Palma-isms are in the movie. And that means nothing to me. I know. Me. I'm like, why did I start talking you saw, I can tell you were like, and I'm going down a path of nowhere. <laughs> There's a lot of Canada angles in the movie. like Canada angles? Yes, Canada, Canada angles. <laughs> we are like, you see a maple leaf, or like, <laughs> there's an ice skating rink, or oh, there's some hockey. Like, what are the Canada angles? C-A-N-T-E-T. D canted angles. Never mind. Anyway, there's basically three scenes that make the first movie. It's n- number one, the break into Langley in the middle. That's the best right. scene of you know by far the first three movies overall. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a great scene that I like 
when um, <laughs> Tom Cruise is goes in to see the like the is he the head of the IMF or whatever they're like at that restaurant where there's aquariums everywhere. Oh yeah, <laughs> and just the fact that they go to a restaurant where there's aquariums everywhere and they have a conversation and it becomes heated in the conversation. You're just like, what's going to happen? Oh my God. Shit's going to go down. I bet you, I know. I bet she's going to ricochet something like a piece of gum into the aquarium. Dude, the, the two sided gum. That's, that's a great, um, you know, gadget to have. <laughs> yeah, don't take that on the plane tomorrow. They will not enjoy that. No, no. They will open that and be like, I saw mission impossible. Like, Come with us, sir. I'm like, is this airplane full of aquariums? Because <laughs> this would be an opportune moment to bring out my exploding gun. I think there was only one aquarium, Justin. I just think it was a rather large aquarium. No, there was a. They were surrounded by aquariums. Really? Yes. Interesting. I wonder if it, was it a fish restaurant because that would be kind of weird. Well, it was in France, wasn't it? So, how many fish restaurants this, are in France? How would I know I've never been to France? We should go. I would love to go. Okay. I want to go to the aquarium restaurant. <laughs> We're going to be there and be like, oh, look, it's Notre Dame. It's the Eiffel Tower. I want to go to the aquarium restaurant. I've got my exploding gum. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'll throw it and explode the whole restaurant. You know what's funny? Now watching Mission Impossible for the first time, I feel like it was an inspiring movie for the Bourne series. The Bourne series. Really? I do. There were moments, and in also watching the new one that we just saw um, a day or two ago, I was like, this, it, it not obviously verbatim, but there's just, there's something about it that feels Bourne-ish. Yeah, I'm sure that, I mean, Mission Impossible started as a TV series way, way back in the day before we were even on the scene. But For real? That the Bond series definitely had a lot. Yeah, it's got a Bond thing, too. It's like if Bond and Bourne got together, they'd be Mission Impossible. Anyway, so it's Langley drop into the thing, that thing. (laughs) There's the go to the aquarium restaurant with my exploding gum scene. Mm -hmm. And then there's the the whole thing on the train at the end, which I like a lot. Yeah, the the train was good. It wasn't my favorite. When did Speed come out? 96? 94. 94? Yeah. That also had a great train scene. Yes. Oh, Speed has the best train scene ever because i'm smarter than you i'm smarter than you ah! dennis hopper was a great bad guy he lost his head <laughs> um but john voight was an annoying bad guy because i was like yeah john voight you're dead now you're alive now you're bad right i sw- you know what for me i was like i was like oh my god john voight is dead oh no and then when he came back i was like oh he's back how did he come back that's awesome. Fast forward 45 minutes, and I'm like, no, John Voight, no. You should be dead. No wonder Angelina Jolie won't talk to you anymore. Tom Cruise, you should take him to the exploding aquarium restaurant. I found it ironic, by the way, that there was a girl in the movie who looked like a cross between Angelina Jolie and Fiona Apple, and there was John Voight in the same movie. It was like, The oh. French chick. Yeah. I don't think she was... I think she's been in a lot of French movies, but... This is like the main American Her main movie. American movie. Manuel Pierre, I think her name was. Who cares what her name was? She was hot. She was pretty. She was very French. Yes. She was very, very French. What an observation. If she was my partner as an agent, I'd be like, forget this. Forget this Mission Impossible. <laughs> I've got a mission for you. Oh, in my pants. My penis. It, okay. it occurred to me in watching it that... Um, 
this was the same year that Jerry Maguire came out. Oh, it was. Yeah. 96. Yeah. And, um, what a great year for Tom Cruise. Yeah, seriously. And I wish I could remember which one came out first. I like Tom Cruise's hair in the first one. Me too. And I was going to say that, but then I refrained. Yeah. So I thought that would be shallow of me. Well, but no, I no. It. I whispered to you. I'm like, should I get my hair cut like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible 1? No. You because said that like, to no, me. like, no, grow it out. No, 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 no. I, then I must have misheard because I thought you said that to me at the beginning of... Mission Impossible 4, and I was like, um, please don't. I just want to be like Tom Cruise. I know, you want to do anything he does. <laughs> you might have to shrink like 10 inches, though. Well, he needs like a really tall partner in, <laughs> in Mission Impossible 5, so maybe I can be that for him. You could be Surrey Cruz's Manny. Ooh. There you go. Maybe so. See? Hope, I, I yeah. bet she's a lot to handle, though. Surrey? Yeah. She wears high heels and lipstick all the time at the ripe age of five, so probably. Holy crap. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, looking back on the first one, um, still good, a little slow, a little dated. Does it hold up? I think it mostly holds up. Mostly. I agree. Mostly. Mostly does. A I mean, good 90s movie. I mean, they can't do anything about the floppy disk or anything, but. Or the old, old style computer systems. But I like, um, but I think Tom Cruise is great in it. Um, He's I, good in most things he does. I, li- I really love Ving Rhames. Not most, th- yes, most things, yes. There's a couple instances where he's broken my heart. And I'm like, no, Tom, why? Really? When did Tom break your heart? Uh, I hated that, uh, was it The Last Samurai that he was in? Oh, I never saw that, but yeah, I could see I didn't like Far and Away. Um, I didn't see that either. Well, there you go. No wonder I feel better about it, because I'm like, I haven't seen these crappy ones. But even with those misfires, I'm still, like, one of the biggest Tom Cruise fans you can find. Fine! Fine, fine, fine! Go back and listen to our episode where we talked about Risky Business and Cocktail, two of oh, my other favorite Tom Cruise yes. movies. yes. It's a Tom Cruise love fest. So, anyway. Moving on. So, the first one was my favorite one. The second one, not good at all. Even though John Woo did the second one, and I was like... Really excited at the time because I think it was it after Face Off. I think it was after Face Off. It had to have been because Face Off was ninety seven. I love Face Off, and I was like, "Yes, John Woo, yay!" But it was just totally stupid and dumb. What? Well, give me the very basic premise of two. I can't even remember. I just remember that uh, Tom Cruise had long hair. I remember that he like hung off this like rock at the beginning. There was like this scene where there was like they were both on motorcycles, him and the bad guy, and they like jump. And like clash. Mm. Anyway, it was just really stupid. Not so good. Third one, it was okay. JJ Abrams did it. Oh, really? Yeah. How long ago? I don't know. Well, if Abrams did it, I would feel like it had to be fairly recent because he, you know. I don't know, five or six years ago. Okay. It was it, it was pretty good. Uh, Michelle Monaghan was in it. Oh, whom I really like. Um, I she played like the the love interest and. Philip Seymour Hoffman was in it. This is ringing a slight bell in my head. I wish you went to see it with it. You probably went to see it in the theater with it. You totally forgot about it. Because I, I, I was like, it's ringing a... Like, very faintly, somewhere in the background of my brain, like, trapped in a file cabinet, is this teeny little bell going... Ding, 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 ding. I remember... Uh, I just remember the, the symbols of a great sequence where... Isn't there a boat? Tom Cruise is wearing a Philip Seymour Hoffman mask. No, I don't remember that at all. Was and, there a boat involved? Was there a boat involved? Like a like a like a sea do? Like, like I said, it's like it was a power sea do. <laughs> sure. 
<laughs> it was it was Thanks. it was good enough to be at the time you're like, yeah, that was pretty good. But it was kinda like cotton candy, like you're like, oh that's good, but you totally forget about it like a week later. Clearly. Anyway. <laughs> so first one, great. Second one sucked. Third one, okay. Fourth one Pretty damn good. Really good. Yeah. Really, really good. I liked it a lot. Like I was like I had heard it was really good, but I was it overseeded my expectations. You were blown away. I was blown off the screen. I was like, Psh! we we saw it in you IMAX. Were blown away in a sandstorm. <laughs> that part, I'm not gonna lie, I was like, for real, a sandstorm. If you can see it in IMAX, do so because it makes a big difference. It makes a big difference. Um, but yeah, I was like, yes. And they had, I really enjoyed the updated technology. Not because I'm a nerd, not, I was going to say just because I'm a nerd like that. And I appreciate that sort of gadgetry. But how cool were some of those items that you want, you wanted those gloves in real life. You, although they didn't really work. I wanted them to work. <laughs> yeah, you want them to work. But tell me you didn't want those gloves when the, when the nerdy guy demonstrated them. I did. Well, the whole. Blue is glue, red is dead. The whole, like, 20 minutes, 25 minutes in Dubai, like, makes the whole movie. Like, everything in Dubai, I was just like, yes! It was, like, the best thing to happen in a Mission Impossible movie since the the first one in the whole Langley sequence. I agree. The whole Dubai sequence was the the best part. It's funny, because when they first said they were going to Dubai, I was like, well, Dubai. Well, it should be interesting to see the architecture. And then it was, like, really cool. Well, that's, like, the tallest building in the world. I was like, yes, go big or go home. I love those gloves. That's the glove dying, by the way. That sound effect. I'd be like, hey guys, you want me to climb that two-story building with these gloves? Okay. <laughs> That's it. Well, the first this, thing- is far, this is as high as I go with the gloves. Seriously. The first thing I thought of when we started, I was like, wait a minute. Why don't they make those in like feet glove version two so that he could at least like like spider-man go up the side of the building because he was just at first i thought like if he's just doing this with his hands it's like a giant pull-up i didn't realize he could put his feet on the side of the building at the time yeah but that that whole scene at imax was very scary because i'm, I'm scared of heights as it is Me and, too. and some of the shots were just like whoa there was one where um they kind of fly out and, and you like see I thought that down Keanu Reeves should have been in this movie so he could just like opportunity to be like whoa <laughs> whoa Tom Cruise what about the whoa. one where his line is too short Tom like basically like repels down this mountain not mountain but you know building and then it turns out his line's too short and everyone's like hey your line's too short and he's like well no shit <laughs> <laughs> he has to basically slingshot himself into the hole that he's created and barely gets it. I need to see if they got any, like, uh, behind-the-scenes featurettes, like, on YouTube or anything. I'm really interested to see how much he actually did himself of that stuff because... I feel like he is, like, a daredevil kind of, like, crazy guy and well, wants to do most of it. That's, that's yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah. I wonder if he did, like, 90%, 95%. i maybe 75 80 Still, that's more reasonable. That would make me poop my pants. <laughs> <laughs> like we've, had, I've had the gloves on the hundred thirty floor just poop, just like raining <laughs> down. <laughs> Ew! Are you, aren't you wearing pants? That's it. I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> Who's the giant naked white man hanging at the side? I got a shirt on. I just, I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> Who's the pantless 
giant outside the window. <laughs> oh, that's mine. Thanks. Thanks for finding him. I lost him for a little while. Justin, come down. No! I'm having too much fun. <laughs> I'm even pooping! Though, even though I'm pooping everywhere. <laughs> I really have a visual on this and it's disgusting. Um, so yeah, the whole Dubai sequence makes the movie. Other than that, one thing that I really, really loved about the movie, can you guess? Um, the girl? Paula Patton. I didn't know her name. Holy cow. She was surprisingly great. Vavoom. <laughs> Your voice even cracked. That's how much you mean it. Vavoom. No, she was, not only was she really, really hot. I mean, there's that one sequence in India where she's wearing this green dress. And oh, you're just like hot ass dress. You're like, wow. 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 <laughs> um, but she's also really surprisingly effective as an action kick-ass chick. Yeah. Who would have thought? I don't know. Because I'd only seen that first original Mission Impossible, and I noticed that the women were kind of anonymous. Mm-hmm. And that I, I kind of expected that out of this one, especially when I didn't recognize her off the bat. I was like, oh, a Zoe Saldana wannabe. And then as we got going, I was like, never mind. She's pretty awesome. Well, I mean, the only thing I've seen Paula Patton in is Precious. And she wasn't really kicking any ass oh, or, she's the teacher. or being really... You know, sexy in that. So I was just like, whoa, Paula Patton, what's up? Oh, I'm surprised. Dangerous Minds is actually dangerous and less minds. <laughs> She's a teacher. <laughs> I like Dangerous Minds. That's a good I movie. Know. Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah. Never mind. You know what's interesting about Tom Cruise, going back to him for a moment? What? He's not a spring chicken, shall we say. No. And yet, so in shape. And so kick ass, except mm-hmm. what's wrong with his run? His, his run? I, I know you laughed at one point and I laughed too watching There's nothing run. wrong with his run. It's just the fact that he runs <laughs> in every single movie. No, it's not. I was just waiting. I was just sitting, like looking at my watch. Your I'm non-existent like, watch. <laughs> I'm like, when is the running going to come into play? But come on. There's something about the way he runs. Maybe it's because he's short. He's so low to the ground. I don't know. He's got short legs. Here's the thing about, and I can say this because I'm a short person myself, so it's not like I'm making fun of somebody that I'm not because I am this person as well. Well, When you have to run really super fast, your legs like practically have to come up under your chin to make up the speed of a tall person who has a longer stride. So you're just like speedy Gonzalez running. Well, I I just wonder, like in his personal life, is he just like a running enthusiast? And pretty much every script that he gets, he's like, where's the running scene? <laughs> there needs to be more running. He even ran in Jerry Maguire, now that I think about it. No, every single movie I think he's ran in. Really? Yeah. He didn't run as dorkily in that movie, though. I mean, I don't... Short people might look weird running. I'm really tall. It looks really weird when I run. I there's disagree. Only, there's only like a, like a short like <laughs> area of where running actually looks right. And that's like... I completely disagree with you. Look at the track stars in the Olympics. They are freaking tall, man. And they all they're look not, great. They look like gazelles. Not six foot five tall. I don't know. They look like gazelles. With no. those long legs. No. It looks weird when I run. Just I, like when I ride a bike. I don't think I've ever seen you run. I'd, I'd have to see. Well, that's because I only run when chased. <laughs> I remember asking you once, can you run? Well, I mean, I bet you can. But like, can you run? And you were like, if I'm chased... Oh, one day. Going, man. I got some like stilts for legs. So. Well, you do. 
that's why I think you should run. Why? Sh why? Because I'd like to watch it. Okay, I'll run for you sometime. Thanks. <laughs> so yeah, Look Dubai sequence, Paula Patton. Um, what else did you like about this movie? Um, the India sequence was pretty good. I wasn't as good. I'm, I mean, I'm holding it up against the Dubai sequence, which can't be touched. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked Russia, which was before. Right. I mean, that's the thing about this movie that made it so much better than all the other Mission Impossible because it was in scope. It was just so big. You're just like, wow, now this is a movie. Right. They're going here. They're going to Russia. Then they're going to Dubai. Then they're going to India. And then, you know. It was nice to have a good blockbuster without machines that look like Legos that turn into something and then fight each other like robots. It was, you it was very even, nice to have go to that. Like that. Doesn't matter. It sucks. Well, no, yeah. I mean, it's definitely worth your money because all this, you know, all the money's on the screen. And if you see it in IMAX, it's a big screen. A big screen. But, but yeah. Um, Jeremy Renner, by the way, before we forget. What did you think of him? I'm a big fan of Jeremy Renner. I liked him a lot. Really? Yeah. More than I thought I would. Cause well, he's going to be the new Bourne. Or he's not Bourne, but he's the next Bourne movie. Mm -hmm. He plays a guy like Bourne. There's going to be another Bourne movie? Yeah. What? Yeah, I'm Jerry, Jeremy Renner's the star, so... Not Matt Damon? Not Matt Damon. Seriously? Matt's out? Matt's out. How can you have a Bourne movie without Matt Damon? Well, you're going to see. Come on. Well, seeing this, you're like, oh, he could do it. He's a good, you know, no, but secret wait a agent guy. But that would be like, let's have a Mission Impossible movie without Tom Cruise. Well, Tom Cruise can't live forever, so... What? <laughs> He's going to be, like, in a wheelchair, like, wheelchairing really fast. What are you trying to tell me? That, like, there's no Santa Claus either? Of course there's a Santa Claus. Shut your mouth. Yet Tom Cruise won't live forever. He I don't won't. want to live in this world. <laughs> I don't. But Put yeah. me on the side of a building. But yeah, Jeremy Renner is great. Um, Simon Pegg, who plays the techie guy, is good for laughs. I love him. He's good. Um, he balances it well, too. I was really disappointed because my favorite Lost guy was in this movie. At the very start, he lasted for like five minutes and then he was dead. <laughs> Josh Holloway. Oh, oh, he's so cute. He's so cute. I didn't know who he was, but I was like, oh, he's so cute. And then the way he died was so sad. I know. It was like cute and sad. I was like, no. It was Josh like Holloway. watching something bad happen to a puppy. I when when I when I found out that they were doing that new Indiana Jones movie which we watched just recently, yes. I was like, dude, Josh Holloway should be Indiana Jones Jr. He would be the perfect new Indiana Jones. He's great. Yeah, maybe. He's Shia LaBeouf. No, horrible. Anyway, but still, <laughs> he lasted five minutes, and I was just like, <laughs> oh well. And then the guy from. Um, the movie that won a lot of awards a couple of years ago in Slumdog India. Slumdog Millionaire yeah! guy. Yeah! He was in it. <laughs> I love that you speak my language. Thanks for that. I well, really Well, that's the only thing that. I know, although he was on 24, too. But yeah. He, yeah, was, he was in 24. He was the... He wanted to... He was the game show host on Slumdog Millionaire. He was the one that wanted to bomb Valencia, was he? He was, He was like, not great, but he, I don't think he wanted to bomb Valencia. They all run together. All the seasons run together. 24. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, was he brown? Head. Okay, he was the bad guy in 24. Oh. That's how they did. Terrible. Everyone was uh, foreign. They didn't have a lot of 
homegrown assholes. Exactly. Speaking of Kiefer Sutherland, he's going to be in some new show, and mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I Touch. Think, yeah. Ow! Oh, that actually really hurt. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to touch you hard. I mean to touch you soft. Basically, Justin put out his index finger and poked me super hard in, like, a sensitive area of my bicep. And I don't know why it hurt so much, but it actually, like, really hurt. See, if you were an IMF secret agent, that's all that would take to take you down. You just poke me. <laughs> that's funny. The slumdog millionaire guy would be like... Don't I got, do it again. I got you. Ow! And you just topple over. I wouldn't topple over, but I would be like, ow. I've just enacted touch protocol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bad touch. Bad touch. Oh, man. But anyway, um, oh. the one thing about this movie, um, the director, Brad Bird... Is this was his first live action movie? He's um, directed a lot of great animated movies, like what? Um, the Iron Giant, which I love. Um, the Incredibles, Pixar movie, which I love. Okay. Have, you, have you seen either of those? Nope. Did you see Ratatouille? Nope. Okay, he directed all three of those. <laughs> Yay! They're all, they're all great movies. Good for him. And a lot of people were like, "Wait, he's doing this movie? I thought he only does cartoons." And I was like, no, those movies are awesome. <laughs> Did you say it just like that, dude? Yes. No. Well, he, I mean, even his, you know, The Incredibles was an amazing spy movie um, in its own. It's a Pixar movie. But he, and watching this movie, it confirms that he's really good with action and just crafting a good action sequence. And what I noticed about this movie, this movie, the, the fourth one is actually 30 minutes longer than the original movie, mm-hmm. but it moves much, much faster. So much faster. Like, throughout the movie, especially like the last 30 minutes, I'm just like, holy shit, this is going so fast. Oh my I, god. I will say, full disclosure, that I looked at my phone twice to get the time, mm-hmm. not because it was moving slowly, but because from pretty much 20 minutes into the movie onward, I had to be. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to miss anything. And you know that a movie's good when you were like, when you're basically dying to pee and you refuse to get up because you're afraid of missing something. So I sat there the whole time. At one point, I was even dancing under my seat with my heels, and then like, but I wouldn't get up. That helps. That would make me pee more. No, because like you're getting rid of the nervous energy. You're like tapping your feet. You're mm. doing a potty dance. But yeah, this is one of those movies that you go to the bathroom, you come back, and like the whole movie's changed, or oh, yeah, like three people have died, and. Yeah, completely. The like, ghosts are back. How did Tom Cruise get up that the building? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the go- did I miss the ghosts? Did they come while I was gone? No. But, but yeah, the um, especially the last thirty minutes are just. I mean, someone's got the nuclear device. Oh my god, it's coming! And- Thank God they could all say nuclear. By the way, not one person said nuclear because that would have been it for me. That would have ruined it. That would have been my pet peeve. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for getting it right. Also. Tom Cruise kind of gets his ass beat throughout this movie. Like, he really goes yeah. to the ringer. Like, it, towards the end there, I was kind of being worried. I yeah, was like... he was limping the whole nine yards. Like, I know he's old. Could he die? <laughs> yeah. 
You told me he's not going to live forever. So there's your answer, Justin. He's got to pass the baton somehow. That's probably how the baton will be passed. He'll be like running away from something. Like he ran away from a sandstorm. He, 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 he ran away from the Kremlin as it was exploding. He's going to be running away from something, and, and somebody's just going to run faster by him and grab the baton. He's a really good thief, by the way. I, I watched him steal various things when he needed them throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. In Russia and, again, in um, Dubai. And I was like, if I ever needed to have a pickpocket for a friend, I would choose Tom Cruise. He should do uh, He should do a magician movie. For At one time, I thought he was going to do a, a Houdini movie, but I guess it never came to fruition. But he'd be good in, like, a... A magician type. What if he were a magician vampire? What if he was a magician vampire ghost? Too much. No? Too much. Doesn't work. We already did the vampire. I know. Kind of want to revisit that. You liked that interview with Vampire, huh? It was pretty good. Oh. He was crazy. I loved it. So glad you watched that because of this podcast. Oh, why thanks. So I married a movie geek. (laughs) You bring so much joy to my life. So, Mission Impossible 1, what would you give it as a grade? B. Okay, what would you get the fourth one as a grade? A minus. I think we line up. Yeah? Hi-o. I don't know if we've ever lined up perfectly on both movies. We agree on sometimes single movies, but I don't know if we've ever lined up on two movies in a row. Um, but yeah, definitely, I would definitely go see um, the fourth one again in the theater. I agree. It's worth the exorbitant price that you'll pay to go to IMAX. Yeah. And but try like to go matinee. <laughs> yes, matinee. Monday. One thing we didn't talk about, um, and we can wait. How much time we got? I don't know. How much time do we have? Oh, we're going pretty fast. Well, we're doing this podcast like the fourth movie. It's going so fast. Oh wow! Anyway, um, when we went to see this one, the new one in IMAX, there was a sign right at the front where you buy your tickets, or the tickets are torn, saying that you couldn't. Come back and get your money back after a certain point in the movie. Yeah, you know, after the after two thirty or four twenty, which is when it started. There's a and what was the reason for that? Because there was a was it six or eight? Eight. It was I don't, I don't know minute how long trailer it was. Uh, for the new um, sequel to Dark Knight. What's the name of that movie? Darkest Night. <laughs> the Darkest Night. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Starring Eddie Murphy as Batman. <laughs> Um, no, The Dark Knight Rises. It was the pro... It was the, oh. Anyway. The, I would have never guessed that. <laughs> so, yeah, I was really excited about seeing this. You really were. And um, so excited that Chrissy almost made us late to see it. Like, oh, we, we literally set down our seats and the lights went down and they played the, the Batman Guys, thing. it is so difficult to go through with a movie to a movie with Justin. And I'm sure he'll say the same about me. He, his it, side of the story is that I'm constantly running late. And therefore, we either miss, and you know, I was going to say we miss a trailer or something, but what, but actually I can't even say that because we always just make it somehow. We always do. But that's because we we're running. We're running like like Tom Cruise <laughs> to get to the movie. And, you know, sometimes I want to use the restroom so I'm not peeing my pants like Chrissy does. Wait, wait, but Get you a did. drink. Get a drink. I would have loved I to get a drink. drink. Huh? I brought a drink. For it, you. It wasn't the drink that I would have gotten myself. Oh, no. Anyway, we, we we sat down. The lights went down. Batman went on. I'm saying if we would have planned a little ahead of time, got there a little earlier, we could have had time to breathe. This is why it's difficult to go with Justin to a movie. Because although he says, I like Wait, to be no, places no, no. on time. I, I explained your side of the story, and I have to explain mine. 
Although the way he described that now was incredibly reasonable and even kind of charming with his cute little dimple smile, at the time he turns into a five-year-old and he's like, I'm sick of you making us late. I want to get a drink. I want a drink. I want to go to the bathroom. Why do you have to make us late? I hate this. My dad made us late. Now you're making me late. And it's like that and he won't stop no matter what you say. And even if you're like, I'll babysit the seat. You could do whatever you want. No. Okay, well, I'll go get you what you want and you can sit and be comfortable. No. And it's like he is just impossible until the movie starts and then he's fine. I'm sorry if I pay $20 for a movie ticket and want to actually be there before the movie starts. I know it's so you beyond are. you. No, but here's the thing. You are constantly making this late every single movie. Like, it's like Groundhog Day. Like, I'm always, like, the hope that maybe we're going to be on time. Maybe I can, like, get a coffee before and, like, you know... It'll be really cool and easy. No. Because he, like, finds <laughs> things to do to, like, add on time. Like, because he'll be like, you know what? I went, I saw a bird fly by, so I went and followed it a little bit. But we're going to be fine on time, right? No, it starts in, oh, wait, it's already started. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. So, anyway, we each have our hang-ups. Choose wisely whom you want to see the movie with. Because either way, you might have an issue. Uh, it's my one thing that right. I like to be on time for things. And it's my one thing, too, that I have <laughs> poor time management. At least I'm nice about it. So what did you think about the the, the, the new, Darkest Night? The Darkest Night. <laughs> I thought it was good. I don't think it was. It looked nearly as good as when we sat and saw the, the original. I forgot what movie they attached the long trailer to The Dark Knight to way back in the day. But we sat through one of those. And I remember it was the whole um, robbing the bank scene. Yes. And that was awesome. And that made me really want to see The Dark Knight. And, and then it was, you know, fabulous. Mm-hmm. This one, like, I, I want to see it. But I don't see how the puzzle pieces fit together yet. And mm-hmm. therefore, it just seemed all kind of disjointed to me. I agree. Really? Well, the main problem that I had, and apparently it's the main problem a lot of people that have seen the same thing have, is the main bad guy who's played by Tom Hardy. Oh, not Noah Puckerman from Glee? No. <laughs> he looked like him. I was like, what's Puck doing in this? What? Because he had a shaved head? It was the shape of his face. You can't see much of he it behind the mask. So the eyes and the shape of so his face. So you were face. like, he's going to take the mask off of this <laughs> Noah from Glee? I was like, please pull out a guitar. No, the big problem with, with him is you can't understand anything that he says. It's true. He <laughs> <laughs> could be like... <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher. The way he, he, he does do sound like Charlie Brown's teacher. <laughs> but I mean, you kind of need to know what what, what he like says understand. for the whole scene to make sense. I mean, they're just in a plane, and this guy comes on, and he's like, and I'm like, what? He sounds very threatening, though. This sounds important. And then, like, a big plane comes by and tears apart the small plane, and then there's, like, a random blood transfusion, and I'm like, what's going on in this? I'm like, I guess he probably explained this in his... I know, that was my moment where I was like, I officially felt stupid. Like, 
capital O, capital S. Chrissy's officially stupid because I'm like, why is there blood transfusion happening? I'm really excited to see the rest of the movie because maybe Batman's as like kind of pissed off as we are. Like he's like, what? I don't know your plan. <laughs> Start making sense. Tell me your plan. <laughs> Enunciate your words. Speak English. If you have a mask on, I can't see your lips move. <laughs> I can't take you seriously when you don't speak English. <laughs> Somebody make him talk. <laughs> he just starts blowing shit up, and Batman's like, "What? I didn't know this was." Yeah. You didn't give me a countdown. Heath Ledger, you are not. Can you imagine if Heath I don't Ledger's... Know. I'm, I, so I'm excited about it because I, I love Tom Hardy and I think he's a badass and I'm cool. kind of excited for a, a a villain that could kind of kick Batman's butt pretty much. Like, the Joker wasn't kicking Batman's butt. But can you imagine if the Joker had to wear one of those little masks? Because then you could hear his voice behind it. He'd be like... <laughs> yeah, not many people would be laughing. <laughs> yeah, I would Did you that. just tell a joke? It <laughs> 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 feels like a large like group of people with masks. <laughs> and Batman's around. He's like, no. I can't understand anyone. Yeah. Anyway. That was fun. So yeah, the prologue or whatever was kind of a disappointment. But everybody freaked out in the theater. They're like, "Yeah!" and we're clapping really hard. No, I didn't they, clap for it. They did that like, at the beginning. They really they didn't do that at the end. They, they clapped at the end. I didn't clap. Was you were in a protest? Kind of. I think I was kind of mentally stu- stupefied. I was still standing there, being like, "Why was there a blood transfusion on the little plane?" <laughs> Before and then, did they get out of the plane? I didn't even see them get out. Like there was a blood transfusion, and then who knows if they made it to the big plane? Because I didn't see that part. Well, they were hanging by the the wire. They were. It was those two for sure. The the mask guy yeah. and the doctor guy, I guess. Okay. And then the, everyone went. And why did they have body bags with random people inside of them? Well, they had. They brought one body on because they had to substitute for the guy that escaped. So when they see, when they, the people come see the wreckage, they're like, oh, he died. Is that why there was blood? Anyway. I, I don't understand. I don't understand 25%. <laughs> they need subtitles. Okay. Big, really tall IMAX subtitles. Is there a book version of this that I can read first? <laughs> I'm so much better when I can read the book version first. I only hope that it he's understandable throughout the rest of the movie. Because if he's not, this is going to be a really... he has the book to the darkest night, let me know, and I will read it. <laughs> I really hope, by the way, there is an actual book out there called The Darkest Night, and then I read it has nothing to do with this, and then I'm like, this wasn't what I read! Well, we saw... There was another trailer we just saw. We actually see uh, Anne Hathaway, who plays Catwoman, and... She seems interesting. She seems interesting. Oh, Justin... Again. Again. What? First you were drooling over Paula, and now you're drooling over Anne. You weren't drooling over Paula? I mean, she was very hot, but, like, I'm not gonna, like, go lesbian for her. No? She's very pretty, though. Very pretty. She was pretty. Mm-hmm. That's true. Agreed. Anyway, I'm getting sleepy. Me too. It's almost Christmas time. <laughs> What if he, like, woke up in the middle of the night, had to go to the bathroom, and he came back, and, like, had the mask on? I, I was like... I would poop off the side of a building. 
I've got the gloves. <laughs> Put on some pants. That would be my reaction. You'd be there, and I'd be like, excuse me. And I would jump out that window and poop off the side of the building. When you're like 123 floors up in the air, sometimes you just got to go. <laughs> you don't have any pants on. Nobody ever peed or pooped in Mission Impossible, now that we think about it. They didn't take the time. They didn't have bathroom breaks. Here's your mission. If you choose to accept it, <laughs> go to the bathroom. <laughs> yes. That's true. Done. How does Batman go to the bathroom with all that stuff on? I'm sure he's got some kind of fangled, newfangled device involved. Does he just pull it through? He's a billionaire. What? Does he just pull it through? Or does he have to take off his whole pants, his Batman pants? Please don't make me explain <laughs> this again, how, how guys go to the bathroom. Please tell me that Batman will be at a urinal with his Batman pants around his ankles. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work near Highland uh, Avenue where they have all the the guys in the costumes. You mean Hollywood? Yeah. Yeah. And I once went to the bathroom near there and there was like Spider-Man. It was in there. <laughs> I kind of felt awkward that I was the one guy not in costume. Can I take a picture or is that wrong? <laughs> it was like that one time I was coming back from eating lunch and I saw Edward Scissorhands like walking very fast like he yeah. was really dejected i was like he's gonna kill someone <laughs> i saw jack sparrow doing that once and i was like jack sparrow's having a really bad day <laughs> oh hollywood oh good times well guys merry christmas or happy hanukkah or happy kwanzaa or happy winter solstice if you prefer i mean you know we have one more episode probably before christmas right probably maybe we'll get it out before christmas well we're gonna be in north carolina y'all so we should do a christmas episode we might we and should... there might it might be very confusing and very wine and infused wine infused yes because those are always fun cool all right guys in the meantime find us on twitter at justin winters or at chris winters uh, with a K. Sorry that this was going to be a shorter podcast, and then we went on and on and on and on and make it a normal long one. But I think it was worth it. Yeah. Or like us on Facebook. So I Married a Movie Geek. That's right. You should. You really should. You have a Facebook. You should just like us. You know, it'll it'll be a good Christmas present for us. It would. It's true. I think so. Okay. Okay. I got one more thing to say. <laughs> what? What? <laughs>